I recall the sun filtering through the magnolia tree outside my office and lightening this scene. Paul seated before me, his beautiful hands exceedingly still. His prophet's beard. Prophet's beard. Mm. Fool. His dark eyes taking the measure of me. Mm. Mm. I remember thinking, you must remember this. Because that was falling, what was falling on my eye was precious. And because in the context of Paul's diagnosis, that's how I became aware, not just of his mortality, but my own wow. as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> beautiful start to a book, that's right? A beautiful so in other words, yeah. that's why we can say we actually are in the same boat with Abraham uh, who wrote the foreword at this yeah. point in this story, yeah. right? We've just met Paul and somehow we are coming to terms with his mortality yeah. and we are also coming to terms with our own mortality as well, yeah. right? Yes. I thought about him a lot, about his wife. I wanted to ask him if he was writing, was he finding time? For years, as a busy physician, I had struggled to find the time to write. I wanted to tell him that a famous writer thinking about this external problem, had once said to me, if I were a neurosurgeon and I announced that I have to leave my guests, my patients, to go in for an emergency crani craniotomy, Right. If I have to leave my guests, let's say we're in a dinner, at a party or something, I have to mm -hmm. leave my guests uh, to go in for an emergency craniotomy, brain operation, the yeah. cranium. No one would say a word. But if I said I need to leave the guests in the living room to go upstairs to write, uh. Uh, right? <laughs> and Abraham here says, I wondered if Paul would have found this funny. Right. Funny. <laughs> Humor. Yeah. Let's see what happened after that. Right. Um. Yes. Right. So, while Paul was writing this book, he published a short, remarkable essay in Stanford Medicine in an issue that was devoted to the idea of time. I had an essay in the same issue, my piece juxtaposed to his, through, uh, though I learned of his contribution only when the magazine was in my hands. In reading his words, I had a second, deeper glimpse of something of which there had been a hint in the New York Times essay. 
Paul's writing was simply stunning. He could have been、mm. writing about anything, and it would have been just as powerful. Paul, but he wasn't writing about anything. He was writing about time, and what it meant to him now in the context of his illness, which made it so incredibly poignant.、Mm. Right. He was writing about time. Writing about his time,、hmm. and what it meant to him now in the context of his illness. Yes, and I like that Abraham recognizes that Paul was not just actually the Paul that we are meeting in this phase, right? In this stage of the book, he's a writer. We don't know about his. Uh, education in medicine,、uh, his、uh, skill as a surgeon. Yeah. But we hear already something about his writing. It's very powerful.、Yeah. He could be writing about anything, right? Yeah. And that's very interesting.、Yeah. It's very interesting to reflect upon. Yeah.、Um, let's continue. Let's see what else goes on there. Right. But here's the thing: I must come back to. The prose was unforgettable. Hmm. Out of his pen, he was spinning gold. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. That's a bit of some poetry right there.、I、oh, it is. I love the rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I love the With rhyme. With his pen, he was spinning gold.、Yeah. Yes. I read Paul's piece again and again, trying to understand what he had brought about. First, it was musical. It had echoes of Galway Kinnell. Almost a prose poem.、Huh. If one、Poetry. day it happens, you find yourself with someone you love in a cafe at one end of the point of of the point Mirabu at the zinc bar, where wine stands in upward glasses. That's to quote a keener line from a poem I once had. Him recite in a bookstore in Iowa City, never looking down at the paper.、Mm. He did not look. Just how much appreciation for poem did he have? Yes. To master all these lines, right? <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes.、Uh-huh. And these reflections are are interesting because then、um, we see. Already, that Paul had a power that transcended beyond his role as a doctor. Right. Right.、Um, and what was that power that could be more important than all the education that he had?、Right. And it turns out it's the power to have、uh, to be able to tell his、uh, story in writing. Yes.、Um, so being a writer. Essentially, speaks to being a storyteller. It's bearing witness to your own life, yeah, right, and the life of others around you,、um, and also it helps a lot in terms of internalizing our own inner journeys through life, right?、Yeah. Because now, when Paul is writing about time, the first thing that we hear is that we are going to experience a distortion of time. Yes. Right.、Um, the mind can travel back in time and forward in time, whereas the body is in the moment. Yeah. A neurosurgeon will treat you as you are in that moment. They cannot treat your future. No. They cannot treat your、yeah. past. Right. No. But a writer is almost like a surgeon now. Yeah. And that's what Paul is doing. Yeah. He's 
double blessed in that sense that he has those two skills yeah it's an amazing story actually yeah it's amazing yeah. let's see what is your some other thoughts mm-hmm. um i think for me it's to see i mean as you said like it's powerful that this you know forward is written after his death yet he's able to mm-hmm articulate very intricate or very intimate details about Paul right when he met him yes so it, it brings to mind like whenever we meet people right how much attention or how how present are you when you're with this person right mm. to be able to recall even the lines that Paul once said at a cafe without looking right without looking yes yeah. <laughs> and yes it speaks to the you know storytelling as well being a storyteller yes. being present right right that uh-huh. moment, yes which i think is really really well articulated at this point right um even without you know even with i could see why is his name lincoln let me uh Kinnell. Kinnell. Yeah, Kinnell, I can yes. see why he chose this part or why he was just Oh, you mean the, the forward? Yes, the forward that's Abraham. Abraham Vargas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> about Abraham. Yes. <laughs> Father Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I see why he wrote yes. the forward. Right, right. Because he was present. Mm. He was present in mm. Paul's life in mm-hmm. as much as he didn't know about his diagnosis when he yes. met him at this cafe, right? So right, it's right. It's very powerful. It speaks to being present, yeah. Yes, and and how their their communion yes. then uh, or their fellowship, uh, Abraham and Paul, really uh, actually Paul transfers some of his um, uh, powerful inspiration as a writer to Abraham, right. who then is transferring his own inspiration and his own motivation as a writer he references a bit of his own experience as a neurosurgeon yeah. struggling with writing and finding time and he's passing that on to another person right yeah. and for us as listeners as leaders we're getting that connection we care about writing we care about reading we care about words yeah. so we realize that even people like that have the same kind of struggles right. when to write very yeah. basically <laughs> right yeah. um so Paul's writing was reminiscent of Thomas Brown's. Brown had written Regio Medici, Regio Medici in 1642. Whoa. So again the distortion of time. Yeah. Now we have Paul writing in 20 maybe 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. And um, Abraham is referencing that Paul's writing reminded him of Thomas Brown's writing back in 1642. Yeah. With all its archaic spellings and speech. And as a young physician, I, Abraham, was obsessed with that book. I kept it like a farmer trying to drain a bog that his father before him had failed to drain. It's a generational battle. Yeah. It was a futile task, and yet I was desperate to learn its secrets, tossing it aside in frustration. Then picking it up again, unsure 
that he had anything for me but but in sounding the words i could sense that he actually did have an impact on me mm-hmm. i felt that i lacked some critical receptors for the letters to sing to impart their meaning and so it remained opaque this book radio medici no matter how hard i tried right this is a literature it's a it's a tasking exercise it's a difficult <laughs> job that's why right. we are tackling this book together right <laughs> oh yeah some words that we also started by saying we couldn't understand technical yeah. terms but they have some impact right and i love the fact that he says only in sounding out the words ah, i right. could sense the impact. The, their impact they could sense they have an impact on me yeah. sounding them out so this brings in the connection between again a writer and a reader for example yeah. right a writer will express the thoughts in their head but yeah. when you're reading you're putting your words your own voice into it you're bringing those words to life yeah so that's why this conversation as well that's what we're hopefully going to be able to do to bring Paul back to life yeah. in the conversation that we are going to be having on this book right yeah who cares about Reggio Medici well my hero Abraham Cyril William Osler cared Osler was the father of modern medicine a man who died in 1919 so we're bridging now from 1642 thomas brown yeah 1919 we have william osler who cared about those writings of yeah. thomas brown and osler had loved this book just as abraham right yeah he kept it in his nightstand he asked to be buried with a copy oh. of Reggio Medici. Oh. Mm. Mm. Wow. To love a book so much, you asked to be buried with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's some deep stuff right there, right? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What? Hmm? But to be honest, Um I feel like I'd do the same with Paul's book. Huh. See? <laughs> You'd see yourself. It's a very there, comforting. Right? It's yeah. it brings you comfort with the reality of mortality, right? Yeah. Paul it occurred to me was Brown's redux or descendant, right? right? Or given that for time is our illusion, perhaps Brown writing in 1642 right was paul's descendant right in the context of time yeah 